kids, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel good sounds. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Jets. She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have quite a few stories from my recent trip to Ecuador. We have stories about boobies, fatty belts, panties, F-bombs, frogs, sloths, turtles, fires, and honks. (laughs) All the music for this episode I recorded in Ecuador. Um, There's frogs. Uh, Actually, I went to a frog concert. Uh, Peacocks, other wildlife sounds, and local music. Let's get on with the show. Okay, it's time for some hot booby talk. In the last episode, I mentioned that I was headed to Ecuador, and I was hoping to see some blue-footed boobies. I believe there's red-footed boobies also, but uh, in Ecuador, they have blue-footed boobies. And really, the birds are so cute. They they have bright blue feet. And um, I... Uh, I was hoping to capture them doing the little dance. They have a famous little blue-footed booby dance where they kind of put their feet up and down. They have like their their bright blue webbed feet, and apparently, uh, the healthier the bird, the bluer the feet, and that's what the men, the male birds, use to attract the female birds. So they do this little waddle dance where it's kind of like, "Look at my feet! Look at my feet! Look at my feet!" <laughs> So I had gone to the poor man's Galapagos uh, off of Puerto Lopez on the coast. You can go to Isla de la Plata. And um, it's not like the Galapagos. Well, they have some of the animals that they have on the Galapagos, but it costs like $40 instead of a lot. Uh, I've been to the Galapagos, but I didn't do the whole expensive cruise. I just went and stayed at cheap hotels and did day things. I had a fantastic time on that trip to the Galapagos. But when I was there, I thought I should really see the rest of the mainland. So that's what I was doing on this trip. So then I got this good idea for the podcast. I thought I will ask men, pilots, flight attendants, passengers, if if they'll say... um, Look at my feet. Look at my feet. <laughs> like the blue-footed boobies. So I'm in the back, and I was hoping to get different accents and things. So uh, I was coming back from Munich, and um, uh, there was a guy in the galley who had a great German accent. So I was like, hey, hold on. I went, grabbed my recorder, and I'm like, I know you've never been asked this, but will you say for me, look at my feet. Look at my feet. And then I explained to him the whole blue-footed booby dance. Uh, the male birds say, look at my feet, look at my feet. And he was nice and game and he did a German accent. Look at my feet. Um, and then uh, as he was getting off the plane, I was at the boarding door saying goodbye and he did the little dance. <laughs> look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. <laughs> look at my feet. Look at my feet. 
Okay, so this is uh, under the category of way too much personal information. But I was at the gynecologist, uh, you know, never your favorite thing to do. Um, you know, they said take off all your clothes, put on the little robe. You know, you got your sheet that you put on your lower region. And uh, we'd already done, you know, most of the exam. We're doing some chit-chatting. She tells me to put my feet in the stirrups, you know, slide all the way down. And uh, then she lifts the sheet and she says, oh, <laughs> and believe me, when someone uh, is taking a look at your private areas, the very, 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 very last thing you want them to say is, oh, <laughs> and then she says, you still have your panties on. I so stupid, so stupid. Uh, I don't know. I guess I was distracted. I forgot to take my panties off. And so, and then the panties I was wearing, because they were my newest pair, had little candies on them, like hard candies. Like, she probably opened it up and thought, what the, <laughs> what the F is this? Oh. This podcast is going to be at least a day late, uh, day late and a podcast short because I'm having all kinds of issues. Oh my goodness, so much stuff going on. There's a leak in my bedroom and got um, dehumidifiers and industrial strength fans, uh, which isn't good for podcast background. And <laughs> they're sanding my patio. Uh, right now I have the door shut in the closet. Uh, you might still hear something. I don't know, but they're sanding the patio to put a coating down on it. So I have two noisy, crazy, ripping stuff out of walls, ripping insulation out of walls, um, a lot going on. <laughs> but one another story I was going to mention about Ecuador was, um, you know, I had the uh, frog concert, and we're going to hear the noise, hear the noises of the frogs, but that place, I'm not going to mention the hotel, and the reason I'm not going to mention the hotel where they have the frog concert is they said, and when they're telling us all the information, um, don't recommend us. I have almost never heard that uh, from a business. They're like, don't recommend us because they're all interested in, in um, preserving the environment for the frogs. If they have too many people, it's bad for the frogs. And, you know, you got to look out for the frogs. It's admirable. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. <laughs> look at my feet. Look at my feet. <laughs> So I was going to Europe on a flight, and when this woman got on, we all went, <gasps> because she was, I, I can't really gauge weights, but she had to be over 400 pounds. Uh, and, you know, that's a very uncomfortable situation because, you know, nobody wants to discuss that. And we were hoping she had bought an extra seat and she had not. Uh, but, you know, she had a sense of humor. She said to me, um, hey, I need a fatty belt. <laughs> I never heard it called that. We call it a seatbelt extension. But she said, oh, I need a fatty belt, which made it sound better. And then the poor guy had to sit next to her, like smushed up against the window. And she, I actually had difficulty. I mean, it's sad, really. But I I couldn't serve. She was so far out into the aisle um, that I had to turn sideways on the beverage cart to to serve people drinks uh and you know it was difficult like saying watch the cart because they're thinking 
Yeah, slam indoor. She's all the way out in the aisle. And uh, But I will say that, you know, she had a sense of humor, you know, the fatty belt. And also, when I'd get to her and I'd ask her if she wanted dinner or breakfast, she'd say, I'll have waffles and pancakes. <laughs> I know if she was joking or not. I loved the L-1011 because so many things happened on that plane. Like, um, I think because there was the lower galley and there was an extra pilot. So did you have something happen? Oh, I did. In the late 70s, I was, um, we had just gotten, we were just getting ready, sat down after, um, when we were getting ready to take off. And I'm looking, facing the passengers. I'm sitting at three right. And um, I'm, I noticed all of a sudden on takeoff, everyone in, in the back cabin, in the C-zone, looks out the window. They turn their head um, to the right, and they're looking out the window. And I thought, well, that's odd. And then the, in this woman's glasses, I saw bright orange. And oh. I thought, ah! So I get up, and I look out the window, and the back of the engine is fire coming out. So I call the cockpit, and I said, did you know said, that? Ah! <laughs> I said, did you know the, the the right engine is, I said, there's fire coming out of it. And they said, oh my gosh. He said, we hit some geese and it just registered smoke, but it did not register fire. So they said, so glad you called. We circled around and we landed then. Now, you saw the fire in her glasses? Yes. So were, the, but was the pass, were, were they not freaking out, Nobody. the passenger? Nobody said a thing. They didn't they, say they, it. Nobody, it, nobody said crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah, they just looked over and they're all casually looking out the window because the fire is just coming out of the engine. But it was then. So then the pilot said, "Oh, we're having roasted duck for dinner. We're going to go land in Atlanta." Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. a few problems in Ecuador. Uh, sometimes trips don't start out very smoothly, and this was one of those trips. Uh, the flight was fine. You know, it's not that far away is that compared to some of the places I go to, uh, Ecuador. So, you know, it's like a six-hour flight. So really, no problem. Uh, but then I land, and uh, it's kind of like 11 o'clock at night, and I had arranged from my hotel to have a taxi waiting for me, just because it's easier. You don't, um, You don't know how chaotic an airport can be. Sometimes there's those things where everybody's trying to get your business and things. And I thought, eh, you know, it's the same price. Why not have somebody stand there with your name? So I get there and there's a bunch of people standing there with names, but no one with my name. So, you know, it was a wah, 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 didn't show up. So I get in a taxi and there was like a guy who was arranging the taxis. And I said I was going to City Med. I picked that hotel because it was like $50 a night, but it, the pick, the pictures looked really good. It was brand new and had great reviews. And I'm only going to be there for, you know, not even 12 hours. So why not? Why pay a lot of money for a hotel? Anyway, uh, I told him I was going to the City Med. And now I knew it was a rather new hotel. So I said, you know, he said, yes, I know. So, okay, great. Uh, gets me in the taxi. The taxi's driving downtown. Of course, it's dark. Uh, the taxi pulls over and he goes, uh, directional. He was, you know, speaking Spanish, but I could get he wanted directions from me. Well, I don't know the directions. <laughs> I've never been there. 
I don't live there. So I was showing him the address. Uh, I was trying to pull something up on my phone. Of course, it wasn't pulling up. And then we're driving around and we're driving around. And finally, there was a building and it said City Med. And it's like, okay, good. Shoo. And then it didn't look like a hotel. And there was no like place you drive up like reception for a hotel. And there was just like um, a deserted parking structure. And he kept trying to get in like, you know, with the those things that go up and down and then he is getting on um, intercoms with people and finally he just points me to an elevator and I'm like okay it's an elevator in a parking structure so all right so I pay him he leaves and uh, I'm in the elevator and it just didn't it was all dark and so uh, I hit the first button it's uh more parking structure, so more parking floor. So I hit the next one, I hit the next one. Finally, I get to a floor and it's a medical building, City Med Medical. And it's a deserted, it's 11 o'clock at night, there's nobody in the medical building. And I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have to go back out on the dark street, try to find a taxi. Uh, but I thought, all oh, right, it did say City Med uh, at the top of the building. So I go from floor to floor, <laughs> of abandoned medical building going, hello, hola, hello, there's nobody even in the building. Uh, so I keep going from floor to floor and getting a bad feeling. <laughs> this is not going well. I finally get to the seventh floor and sure enough, it's a reception. It is so the hotel is at the top of this medical building and then there's nobody there. And I'm like, hello, hola, hello. <laughs> finally, a guy comes out. It was not, you know, your best entry into a country. And then uh, my, it was a brand new hotel and it had, um, I've seen this in Asia. I haven't, didn't know they would have it in uh, Ecuador, but there was a remote for the toilet and it had 12 buttons, all of them looking like strange things. Like I put it on Instagram. People were like, the bottom one looks like Pac-Man. I pushed all the buttons trying to get the thing to flush. Could never, couldn't get it to flush. Ah, I was like, okay, I couldn't find the hotel. I can't flush the toilet. This is not a good omen for the rest of the trip. I finally found a flush, a manual flush. I never could figure out the remote. It didn't do anything when I pushed them. Uh, so I finally found there was a button for flush, a manual button kind of flush on the side of the seat. <laughs> Not a glorious start to the trip. I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind that when you were going to buy something on Amazon, and we all buy stuff on Amazon, just about, uh, you went to my website, bettingthesky.com, click through any of the links. You can even bookmark it. If you have your ad blocker on, you won't probably see the links. But anyway, I'd like to see what people buy. And this month, two people bought Betty and the Jets, The Adventures of a Traveling Fool. How nice. Uh, and then people buy some uh, odd things. Somebody bought wrist and ankle cuffs. Now that could have gone any ways. There's different types of wrist and ankle cuffs. But then the next item was bed restraint kit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then <laughs> on a more uh, mainstream note, somebody bought Opie nail color. My solar clock is ticking. Very different than um bed restraint kit. Anyway, thank you so much for buying whatever you buy <laughs> on Amazon by going through my website, bettingthesky.com, clicking through. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. <laughs> I was just um, talking to this woman in first class, and she had a. She's pretty blonde, all decked out in uh, Louis Vuitton and Gucci, and um, you know, lots of dough. And uh, she had a gold lip mark on her shoulder, like a kiss. You know what? Um, it was gold though, and I I don't see tattoos that are that color. So I said. Is that a tattoo? And she goes, oh, no, it's a, it's just a temporary thing. And she goes, I, so then I don't know how we got from that to this, but she said, uh, we're just talking about tattoos, I guess. And she said, oh, I used to date this guy. And when I first met him, he kept saying, I have your name tattooed on my ass. And she's thinking, how could you have my name tattooed on your ass unless you dated somebody else with my name? And he kept saying, no, I have your name tattooed on my ass. And she's thinking, huh. So she said when she finally got to know him better and did, in fact, see his ass, there was a little thing that said, your name. That's this tattoo, your name. <laughs> so he basically had that on there, I guess, as a pickup line. You know, I have your name tattooed on my ass. So I had a really good trip to Ecuador. There was full, full of lots of um, great wildlife. And I stayed at this place that I really particularly liked called the Bella Vista Cloud Forest. Uh, and it was a place where they would you had scheduled three hikes a day. And uh, you had like meals were kind of communal. And, um, you know, they, they had really good animals there. They even had some animals that are like new species. And they would put out bananas at night. And with a flashlight, you could see them go and eat the bananas and possums and kinkachus. You know, I was just like in kinkachu heaven. <laughs> we got to see like toucans and the forest. And uh, now I, I'm pretty good at packing, you know. Uh, but I was going to Ecuador. You know, you think Ecuador, Equator. It's going to be hot, right? Well, this cloud forest hotel I was staying in was cold. It was cold. I had a jacket and things, so I was sort of prepared, but uh, they didn't have heat in the room. And uh, they had a space heater, but they said you couldn't run it all night. And it was cold. And I was kind of like, huh. Hmm. I really like the place. I'm not putting the place down, but it was cold. And, you know, I bring my Santa hat because I take a, I take pictures for my Christmas card photo. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's fuzzy and uh, warm. So I ended up sleeping in my Santa hat. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. <laughs> I'm always trying different types of pantyhose because, you know, we have a pantyhose type job. What do, yeah, what do you use? So I, I used to use ones they're thigh high pantyhose yeah. but they had the sticky like kind of a sticky yes. thing around and it's kind so, of sexy se yeah kind of when I was single I wanted to be sexy and so I, I started walking and they were down to my they were down to my ankles and I'm like I look down and it looks like an elephant <laughs> I was flying with one of my favorite flight attendants, and we were both working uh, in first class, and um, the galley girl wasn't in the best mood. And so when we were sitting in our jump seats, and she's at another door, uh, my friend was saying, um, I think we got a galley Nazi on our hands. And I said, yeah, I don't think she's exactly warm uh, and fuzzy. And she goes, well, she's not fluffy like you. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's actually a very good description. I'm fluffy. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. 
So Ecuador is fantastic for wildlife. And you know, I like me some wildlife. So I got to do so many fun things like uh, at the um, Bella Vista Cloud Forest, they had all these hummingbirds. Man, those hummingbirds will zoom, zoom, zoom. They go by you so fast. They're like 70 kilometers an hour. And they have all these hummingbird feeders out. So they really have a, a large contingent of hummingbirds who are used to being around people and then they will take the hummingbird feeders down and then if you stick your finger out the hummingbirds will land on your finger on your finger they were so cute they look like they had little fluffy white pants so I got to see them, and I had gone to many different towns in Ecuador. I went to Mindo, where they have lots of butterflies, and you could watch um, chocolate being made from scratch. There's really a lot of fun things to do in Ecuador, but you know, I like me some wildlife. So uh, I also like the beach, so I was heading, making a circle, sort of, and uh, one of the towns I wanted to hit was Bahia. And before a trip, I'm always doing research, right? I look at different hotels and everything. And there was one hotel where they said they had a 140-year-old Galapagos turtle and a sloth. So I'm, I'm sitting at the airport a lot before my trip and looking at things on the computer, sitting next to a girl who I really like, a flight attendant. And I'm showing her, I'm like, look at this hotel. And they have the turtle and the sloth and peacocks. And then I'm scrolling through their pictures. And she's like, but it looks like that sloth is in the house. He's like by a bookshelf. He's in the house. So at one point I was kind of thinking, well, I don't know. That might not be good. What if the sloth is in a cage or something? Well, I did decide to book that hotel in Bahia. And Bahia, uh, I don't think it was probably in the news that much or I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But they had a large earthquake in 2016. And when I first got to this hotel, I was the only person staying there. And then a couple, an American couple, came and, and checked in the second day and they had a condo there that had damage. So they were coming to check on the remodeling of their condo. And there are always times on these trips where you're, you're around a lot of people that speak Spanish. So it's nice to talk to someone who speaks English. And this couple was nice. And they, they invited me to have breakfast with them, which is great. And uh, I was enjoying talking to them. And then, then they started saying how they didn't think that the earthquake in Bahia was a earthquake. And I was kind of like, huh? And they're like, no, we think it was a weapon. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, a weapon? Um, who wants to, I guess you're saying bomb Bahia, Ecuador, beach town in Ecuador? And they're like, we think it's the United States. And they're from the United States. So I was kind of going, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this couple. And uh, <laughs> they said they watched a lot of videos on YouTube. And they said that um, people's car batteries went dead when the earthquake hit and that doesn't happen in earthquakes. So the rest of the trip, I kept asking my taxi drivers, uh, hey, because everybody remembered the earthquake. I'm like, hey, did your battery go dead during the earthquake? And they were like, no. <laughs> so anyway, back to the sloth. Well, I got the full story on the sloth. But I'm going to backtrack for just a second about that turtle. The turtle, the 140, this is a big turtle. The 140-year-old Galapagos turtle, um, one of the workers there was like, oh, he likes to take a shower. And I was like, huh? And so he took the hose and put it on the turtle. And the turtle, who kind of looked tired, you know, turtle-like, slow, all of a sudden perked up, stood all the way up on all fours, and uh, put his head up and smiled 
full teeth smile. I didn't even know they could smile like that. He smiled like a human person while he was getting a shower. And my sister on Instagram wrote, I had said, oh, look, 140-year-olds still like to take a shower. And she wrote, yes, we do. (laughs) Cute. Anyway, so I was worried about the sloth, whether or not that was good for the sloth to be inside. And then I got the whole story. So, um, the owner of this hotel, he's an animal lover, and he does a lot of good work for the community as a school there where the kids don't have to pay to go to school, and it's a school about all about the environment. Anyway, he seems to be a very caring individual, and he had heard that a family had captured this sloth and were going to eat it. So he offered the family more money that the sloth was worth, and so he bought the sloth from the family. And at the time, he had another This was a male sloth, and he had a female sloth, and he thought maybe we'd have some baby sloths. And the female sloth lived up in the trees. I mean, he had a compound of, he had acres of land. Uh, There was plenty of trees for the sloth. So they get the sloth, and they open the box, and the sloth comes out and goes straight for the kitchen. (laughs) And now never leaves the house. He basically chose to live in the house. So um, he goes outside to go to the bathroom. I didn't realize sloths could be like, pet-like or domesticated, but that's an actually kind of nice pet because, you know, uh, he goes out to the bathroom, so like you need a litter box or you don't have to walk him. And um, he sleeps during the day a lot. So he sleeps under the sink. He sleeps under a table. <laughs> so um, he, he must just feel safe in the house is all I can guess. But he kind of is like the king of the house because they have a um, spiral staircase and he goes up and down the staircase underneath <laughs> like kind of you would in a tree and uh you know uh sloths have those three it's like a three-toed sloth they're kind of like claws and so he walks across the kitchen kind of like he's on roller skates like a roller skating sloth through the kitchen and he can actually open the refrigerator door and he likes bread and corn on the cob <laughs> I love that sloth. And then uh, they also have a vegetarian restaurant at that hotel compound. And the owner was telling me that people will come into the restaurant just to see the sloth. And he's got a first and last name. And he's kind of like a rock star. A rock star sloth. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Whenever you're in a developing country, you always run into problems that were things that we sort of take for granted. So I was trying to take a shower in my nice hotel for the area in Puerto Lopez, uh, Ecuador. And um, the shower would get either scalding, we're talking steam hot, and then immediately cold, then really hot, then really cold, then really hot, then really cold. You know, and it's, um, I'd actually decided I'd rather have all cold than this, ah, ah, (laughs) every time it scolded. And I'm trying to fix it. And then it's got, I was, you know, fiddling with both the handles and it got so hot and, and like hissing and, and spitting. And then the whole shower head flung out at me (laughs) like a, like a weapon. (laughs) I was like, boy, showers here can be stressful. So my sister was visiting, and you know what you do when people are visiting is sometimes you'll do things that you've been meaning to do, but you haven't done. But when somebody comes to visit and you're looking for something different to do, something fun for them, uh, suggested going over to this little neighboring island, Defusky. And uh, 
I always kind of meant to do it. It's right there. People talk about it. I'd never been there. And actually, it was very, it's a very tranquil island, very beautiful and deserted beaches, quite nice. So uh, we, um, I decided to rent a golf cart, and neither my sister or I had ever driven a golf. But, you know, kids drive golf carts. It shouldn't be too hard, right? So the lady at the desk told us, oh, yeah, you know, you just turn the ignition, you push the gas, and then um, to go backwards, there's a... Uh, there's another lever button, uh, and uh, then you just go backwards, and it makes a noise. So we were like, okay. So we head off, you know, herky-jerky a little bit, and then uh, uh, immediately go down a um, dead end. So now we have to go backwards. So we're looking at the golf cart, and there's the ignition switch, there's the brake and the gas, and then there's a button. And we are like, oh, she said there was a button. So we push the button, and it goes, ah. You know, it's a horn, but she said it would make noise. But the the golf cart, the golf cart is not going backwards. It's just I'm like, well, push harder, and it's like ah ah ah. And you know, we're it's a little tranquil island, and here we're making a bunch of noise, and the golf cart isn't going back. So we didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, we'll just try to drive and make a you, you know, a. Uh, uh, U-turn, and then everywhere we park, we'll try to make sure we can head out forward so we don't have to go backwards since we can't do it and we're making all this noise. I had to do that on Easter Island with an ATV. I didn't know how to go backwards because they were telling me in Spanish. So um, we go to this cute little Lucy Bell, cute, great little restaurant there on Defusky, and uh, my sister was smart smarter than me, said to someone as they were backing up, she goes, hey, can we watch you do that? Because it's not working for us. And so there's a lever like under the seat that's forward and backwards. So then we were laughing, laughing, saying we we're just going to honk our way all around that island. <laughs> so I went to my summer camp reunion. I went last year also. I loved that camp. So it's worth the uh, trek up to rural Pennsylvania. It's beautiful there. And um, you guys know I love to tell a story. Well, and, and the, the summer camp, Camp Rolling Hills, uh, kind of ignited my passion for that type of thing because uh, we did skits and it was sort of like an improv uh, group. It was really a creative outlet. So, okay, um, but here's the thing. This camp, I got to set the stage a little bit, uh, was funded by the Catholic Knights of St. George. So it's like a Catholic camp for underprivileged children. And uh, like we would say grace, there was vespers, it's that type of camp. So it attracted a certain type of people, okay? And, uh, but you guys also know that I love to tell a story and I love an audience and uh, love to get like an intro. So there were maybe just about eight of us in this room. And the one, oh, she's great. She's the one that did the wonderful cooking, uh, wonderful person. Anyway, she says, um, why don't you tell everybody the story about last year, about the drive? And I was like, oh, okay, you know, okay, I'll tell a story. <laughs> Love to hold court. So I start telling the story. I believe I told it this time last year on the podcast, but this is slightly different. Um, I was writing, I had finished writing the Tar Maker, an Icelandic adventure. And I was in the process of editing it when it was time for this camp reunion. I had never been there before, and I'd never been to this part of Pennsylvania before. And when I was writing 
um, the tar maker in Icelandic adventure, one of the characters is taking a road trip across the United States. Now, in the fiction, I've been uh, describing the places I've been, but I did not take this road trip across the United States. It was going to be expensive. I didn't really have that much time off. So I was basically doing probably what other writers do is um, Googling it. (laughs) And I I was trying to time out uh, where he would stop because of how long he'd be driving. And so he stayed the night and then I needed um, him to stop for lunch somewhere. So I randomly picked uh, Grove City, Pennsylvania, uh, picked a restaurant there and um, So now I'm driving to the summer camp reunion. It's a long drive. It's like two hours from the airport. And uh, I'm driving and all of a sudden, and this is what I'm telling this room full of Catholic people, okay? Religious people. I'm telling this exact story. Everybody's raptly listening. And I say, I'm driving. And I say, holy fuck, it's Grove City. (laughs) That wouldn't be that funny. But the room exploded. It was like I had, um, I don't, I, 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 I didn't know what I had just done. And everybody, like their, everybody's breath stopped. It was like, <gasps> and everybody looked to the camp director who was sort of like our leader and they were worried she was gonna, and like, she's like bent over and they're like, Are, is she breathing? <laughs> and then everybody laughed. But for a moment there, when I said, holy fuck, it's Grove City. <laughs> Like I had created, I had like done a cardinal sin. Um, but the reason why I was so excited was what are the chances that I pick a city on a map of the United States and happen to be driving by it for a summer camp reunion? So I went and took pictures, put it in the book, and uh, we're sitting around the campfire later and everybody kept laughing about, holy fuck, it's Grove City. <laughs> then someone had left early and we got a text and she went around showing everybody and she had texted, holy fuck, I just passed Grove City. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Bye. always had what it takes to make it happen and we know the right tools can make it easier at Strayer university we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success that's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program so you can start off on the right foot and keep striving 
Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.